0: This is your Wednesday Daily Delivery. I am Michael Rand. Again, special week continues. Twins versus Atlanta World Series 1991. I'm going to get right to it because I'm excited about my guest today. Kent Herbeck, star of the Twins for both the 87 and 91 World Series, is with me right now today on Daily Delivery. Kent Herbeck from the 1991 Minnesota Twins is with me today. Obviously, a huge part of that World Championship season. Kent, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. I uh, I guess I can't complain. Uh, it'd be better if I got to watch a little bit of b- baseball on the field at the ballpark right now, but uh, I don't know. Hopefully, they can write write the ship.
0: Absolutely. Well, and you know, maybe that's a good segue to talk about '91 <laughs> because you know that team again. You know, we, we talked about we're talking about a team that, you know, wasn't necessarily going great for the whole season and, you know, the the whole worst to first story from, from 1990 uh, to right. 91. But, you know, at what point in, in that season, you know, did, this feels like a, a, you just kind of flipped a switch and all of a sudden you were, you were off and running. What, what was it that that kind of got you guys going that year?
1: What, what I, I, you know, I guess it had to have been the, uh, uh, the winning streak that we put together. What was it? What, 14 15, 15 16 games. 15
0: in a row I think it was yeah, yeah.
1: 15 in a row uh, you know we I think we knew we had a we had a good team as a matter of fact uh, people always ask you know ask the question which team was better the 87 team or the 91 team um, I thought we had a lot better team in 91 than we did in 87 with you know additions of guys like Jack Morris and Chili Davis around the team um, gave us a pretty solid team starting pitcher right there oh, yeah. uh, one of the best in, <laughs> in the playoffs and, and tapping was having a super year that year as well so uh um yeah you know our starting pitching was better i, I thought um and our uh um, you know aggie was coming into his own as a reliever then and uh, as our stopper Chile uh, gave us a solid dh uh, from you know yeah. swing from both sides of plate so uh so we didn't have to mess with him. He, he was in there all the time, but, uh, you know, I, I, guess it just, maybe after that win streak, we got going and, and, uh, we bopped up by first place there. And, and, uh, like I said, I, I think our team, as far as all around team was, was a, was a better club in 91 than it was in 87, but. Um, you know, we had a long way to go yet when we did get into the first place, uh, in the middle of, I don't know when, when it was middle of June or July or whatever we got, got in the first place.
0: Yeah. And it was right. You said like, you know, the, the starting pitching was getting you there and that can get you on a, on a pretty good streak. But, you know, that said, you know, at a certain point in the season, you guys were just kind of playing 500 ball. How do you even, you know, how do you, how do you retain the, the confidence <laughs> at that point to, you know, to, to think, Hey, this, this is a season that you know, that could eventually turn around.
1: Right. Um, Again, just I hate to keep referring back to 87, but we were a a 500 team in 87 as well. Uh, You know, I I think anything can happen when you get, you know, get a chance to get into the playoffs, your team gets hot, uh, you you get players that are are peaking, and and it's exactly what we did in 87. We got hot and and started playing some great baseball uh, towards the end of the season. Um, in '91 was pretty much the same way. We were battling with the Oakland A's. We always had some great baseball games against the A's that year in '91, uh, with Tommy Kelly and and uh, um, what's his name, uh, the manager uh, Tony Larusa.
0: Larusa, yeah, uh, he's still around, by the way. A's. Yeah,
1: <laughs> he, he's back for more. But yeah, he uh, when those two get. When- and those two guys managed against each other it was always a, a, a great a great game to play in because there was so much managing going on at the time I thought it was it was fun to watch and fun to be a part of but uh, you know it was the A's team and, and our team at that time that were really playing well towards the end of the season that year
0: you know obviously you're you know Minnesota native you you went through the euphoria of winning a World Series you know with the, the hometown team in, in 87. Maybe this is a harder thing to remember. Maybe kind of you're living the moment. You're just playing the games. But do you remember a point in '91 where you could feel a, a belief from the fans start to creep in? Like, hey, the fans are starting to pick up on the that this could be something special.
1: Um, you know, I, I yeah, I, like you said, it's it's hard to to place a, a, a time or a point when when that did happen. I I don't think it happened until Gene Larkin got the final hit that we thought we were gonna win or, or even get there uh you know same way in 87 um again i hate to keep i'm gonna keep bringing it up but they they, they both were because of they went game seven we had no clue we had uh you know came back home with with losing records we we're down three and two both three or two both both series right but uh yeah. Even, even making it into the world series, we figured if we could get there, we had a chance cause we did the, the same thing in 87. And, and uh, but like I said, I thought we had a better team and, uh, you know, we we're going in and playing Toronto in 91. Um, they had a heck of a ball club then, and we had some huge hits from, you know, not per se, the Kent Herbecks or the Kirby Puckets, um, yeah, in, 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 in both those series, but, uh, the guys, uh, the guys that weren't the big, per se, marquee names really won both World Series for us, I think.
0: Well, Because of how great, you know, especially the 91 World Series ended up being, and we'll talk about that here, you know, spend the bulk of this show talking about the, the series itself, but because of how great it was, we kind of forget how how you guys kind of just kind of steamrolled Toronto, which was a very good team, like you said. Uh, you know, that, that's got to like you said, the role players and some of the, you know, the lesser, the, the not marquee names played big roles, uh, having won two world series. I'm sure you can speak to how important it is for guys like that to step up. Obviously Kirby Puckett has, you know, <laughs> some great game, you know, game six right. does yep. his thing, but how important is it for, you know, guys like 15 through 25 on the roster to contribute in those moments? Well, I,
1: I think it probably goes to show you uh, if you just look at who, was on those teams in 87 and and the other guys that were on in 91. It was not only myself and Puckett, uh, but it was guys like Al Newman, Gene Larkin, Randy Bush, those three guys, complete bench players, uh, both years, both 87 and 91 and played huge parts in, uh, in all the, uh, the playoff games and series, um, um, you need those players, and, and you don't ever hear about them as much as, as uh, I don't know. In today's game, I guess you know you keep talking about, you know, we platoon once in a while, a guy or whatever would come in for play a couple of days to give a guy a rest. But uh, those guys were were huge. They were they were the uh, really the the straw that stirred the drink, I guess, for us because uh, they they played such important roles, and TK know how to use them in certain spots and, uh, boy, it, uh, it all came to, to head with, with every one of those guys, um, uh, uh, playing a huge, huge part in, in us winning the world series, both years.
0: Now, 91 world series in and of itself. It, it, it got dramatic pretty early and then obviously very late too. When you get into a series like that, where you know, any playoff game is going to feel like every pitch matters, but when the games are by and large, so close, when you know there is you know that one or two key plays that ends up defining a lot of the games how, how do you uh, how do you calibrate yourself for a game like that where you know it, it is so meaningful and, and you know that you know you have to be at your at your very best uh, if you're going to prevail
1: right it, it's uh you're definitely leaning on every pitch uh we had uh, we had so many chances to to go ahead in the ball game and as well as, as the Braves, uh, they had all kinds of chances to, to, uh, to break out into, uh, you know, made some base running mistakes. Uh, maybe, uh, um, you know, through the balls wrong base or something, or were deked by, by players uh, <laughs> in a couple different uh, circumstances, but uh, um, yeah, it was, it was, You know, when you look back at it, and and like I said, it's hard to remember, but I've I've watched a lot of uh, replays of the games and stuff, and literally literally last year was the first time that I've actually watched a couple of the whole games from start to finish, Hmm. and uh, don't even remember what I did, because you were so in the moment, you knew you won the ball game, but man, what did I do this at bat? Did I (laughs) I ground out? Did I strike out? I mean, I I couldn't find my hand down with both hands when I was during the playoffs, but you know, still defensively, you got to go out there and play and keep your mind. And, and I think that's what our team did so well. We, we, even though some of the guys struggle at the plate or, or in the field, they, they, uh, they did it in the other aspect of the game. And, and, uh, uh, you know, being solid defensively was, was a huge, huge play for us in, in both those series.
0: I think it's interesting you say that because I've had that same experience to a much lesser degree where I'll read something I wrote you know, several years ago. And I won't even necessarily (laughs) remember doing it because you're kind of in the moment. It's a deadline pressure, something like that. It's like, I wrote wrote that. Like you find something in the archives. I think fans have this sense that players remember every single thing that happened. And maybe I'm guilty of that too. You know, in asking, asking questions of athletes, even right after a game is, does that kind of followed you through your career that, you know, you're so involved in the moment that the people who remember things better are probably the people that were watching it on TV and not the people or in the, in the stands and not the people who were living it and experiencing it in the moment, because that requires concentration and so much, you know, mental energy.
1: I think, I think it does. Yeah. I've had people say, you know, do you remember when you did that? And it was like, I did. Uh, I don't <laughs> remember it. I mean, cause you're, you're not totally. You know, concentrating on what you, you are what you're at bats where there's so many other things going on during the game, you know, defensively, where are you playing this guy? What do we do now? Uh, base running stuff, all this kind of stuff. Um, you know, it, you, you kind of lose track. And and then again, um, people bring up plays and you go, geez, I remember that, but I don't remember how that happened. Um, you know, it, you know, the Ron Gant play is talked about so many times <laughs> and, and you talk about, what is Kevin Tappany doing out in the middle of the field, cutting the baseball off? He's supposed to be behind home plate, backing up the play, and he's out cutting the ball off in the middle of, so there, there's plays like that. People don't realize, I asked a lot of people, I said, do you know who threw that ball over to me? And they say, no, and I said, well, it's Tappany, and he's not even supposed to be in that position at that hmm. time. So, um, yeah, there's all kinds of things that went on that, that some, you know, little things that I remember of the game. And then again, you go back and people ask you about it. You know, this part of the game is like, man, I don't remember that <laughs> until yeah. you watch it and see it again. Like you said, and hopefully it's not because of age. Right. <laughs> it's just,
0: right. it's just what's happened in, in the, uh
1: I mean, it you know, and we're talking 30 years ago now. Yeah. A lot of people don't remember what happened 30 years ago.
0: That's a very good point. You, you brought up, <laughs> you brought up Ron Gant and I was going to, I was going to go there because as, as I told you before we started recording, I was a big, I was a big Braves fan. One of the bigger Braves fans around back in 91, I was almost 15 kind of at the height of my, you know, baseball fandom at that point. I was living in North Dakota. That's where I grew up, but you know, tons of twins fan friends, but because of the Braves being on every day at that point, that was part of the team I had adopted. And, you know, I was living quite a quite a ways from the twin city still like five hours away so that was my team and so that play is is i, I see it a lot differently obviously than a lot of minnesota <laughs> sports fans <laughs> do what just in your just in your in your assessment of of that play it, it happens so fast it's just the moment you get the out what what do you re- what, if, what if anything do you remember about it and what if people, told you about it over the years. I think there was a bobblehead of it over the years. It, it's been kind right. of, it's, it's became this moment, obviously. Yeah, in it's, history. it's,
1: it's definitely the most asked question I get about the 91 series, of course, uh, being involved in the play. And, uh, you know, I, 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 even to this day, don't, uh, don't try to connect through Atlanta when I go flying someplace. Cause I don't want to be seen in Atlanta. <laughs> uh, cause I know I'm loved there, but, uh, you know, the play, the play happened, it happened so quick. Uh, I caught the ball and went to put a tag on Gant and everybody says I lifted his foot off the bag. But as you can see, if you watch the thing and I've explained this to a million people that my arm is on top of his leg, I wasn't lifting up. He was falling and teeter tottering over my other leg and, uh, you know, had gone back in, he slides back in, he's probably safe. Right. Uh, but he teeter-tottered over my leg, and, and uh, I knew he was it, it, the way his momentum was going and it, the way he had leaned on my leg and was falling over, I'd just keep the tag on. I could feel him falling off my, my, um, off the base, and I just kept the tag on him. And, uh, you know, I talked to Duke Coble uh, since then, and uh, that's exactly how he saw it. And uh, if you watch the play with an open mind, you see what happened. Uh, you, you watch it with a closed mind. You want to say, I, I picked him up and threw him off the base, which did not happen. I know you don't understand that.
0: No, no, no. I, 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 mean, I that, get it. Over I think the... that's
1: the way the play went. And I think if you look at it and try to dissect it, the whole thing happened you know, so quickly. And okay. then for the next five minutes, Tim McCarver talked nothing, but Herbeck pulled him off the bag. Herbeck pulled him off the bag. So that was in everybody's mind, right anyway, As it was in yours.
0: Absolutely. Right. And but over the years, you, you see, you know, there's there's countless moments like that in, in sports history. Some have gone Minnesota's way. Some haven't. You can look at the Drew Pearson play from 75. And if you're a Cowboys fan, you're like, well, Nate Wright fell down. If you're a Vikings fan, you say, <laughs> you know, Drew Pearson pushed him. You know what I mean? So it's a, right. It's it just makes for one of those kind of classic moments and, and classic debates that will never probably go away. Have you ever talked to Ron Gant about that play?
1: I have not. I, uh, I know that he still to this day says I pulled him off the bag. Uh, and I to this day still say he fell off the bag. So that's where we're at with that. Um, I have done a couple radio, radio shows in Atlanta, uh, with radio and, uh, they don't even, (laughs) they they don't even hold the, hold any any punches down there. As soon as the radio show he starts, it, that's right what they start in with. So, um, <laughs> and it was you know it was a it was a big play in the game. Absolutely. Again, uh, um, it uh, it wasn't uh, it, it didn't allow any runs. We could have you know Jack could have struck the next guy out, or not Jack, but uh, who the heck? Oh, tapping. he was pitching. uh, Got the next guy out, and maybe it's water under the bridge. Nobody thinks about it because that was you know the third out of the inning, and. They had not scored any runs yet in that inning, and, and uh, so uh, who knows? But they think they could have you know, built a big inning and scored some runs. But, uh, yeah, there, there's been plays like that, and then I've even heard the thing now with if they had replay back then, would the uh, replay uh, went and showed that I uh, supposedly pulled him off the base? I think if you look at it and dissect it, you'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, I don't think replay would have overturned something like that. It's one of those – you know judgment calls it happened in the moment and you can certainly see it both ways very very easily just kind of depending on how you how you looked I at, it at it at the moment i can't see both ways i know you can't i i can i've <laughs> i've come to the point where i can see it both ways so that's a that's okay. a step that's a step for me at least right <laughs>
1: you know, the, the the bad part about it was it, is my mom had death threats about it no oh, no i had death threats about it i mean there was fbi people in the dugout at the ball game in in, uh, in atlanta uh, you know, that's where it really got bad, which, which really bugged me more about anything. Was, sure, was uh just the, the stuff that people went through to try to, I don't know, um, really, uh, really upset my play in, in the game and in our team's play. And and uh, you know, I had my phone shut off in Atlanta. Believe me, I, I didn't have very good experiences while I was there for three days in Atlanta.
0: No, and that's you know, something like that's obviously way, way, way over the line. It's a I, I enjoy more the banter about it than anything. But let's let's <laughs> let's move past that at this point. Let's talk okay. about game six and game seven. Um, game seven in particular and just what you know, what transpired there. Obviously the the pucket, you know, the catch and the home run and just what the you know the mood and him telling you, you know, I'm gonna put you put this team on my back kind of thing. And then game seven, just the the drama of it, I even though I was watching it, you know, as an Atlanta fan, I, I still know to this day that that was the best game I've ever seen, even though it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to at that point.
1: Right. Uh, yeah. First of all, you're talking about game six and, and Puck's deal. Um, you know, Puck was pretty notorious at the time for always saying, hey, guys, jump on. He would do that like every day in the clubhouse. He would say, <laughs> jump on. It's my, you know, I'm going to carry in the load. He would he would say that. Uh all the time. Matter of fact, I remember Randy Bush walked out of the clubhouse one time and he wasn't even in the starting lineup. he said, Jump on, boys, I'm carrying the load today. And he wasn't even in the lineup. So just mocking Puck. I
0: mean, <laughs> increase, that's the kind of fun Increases sp- increase your odds when you do it every day. That way when it when it does happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh but that's that's just the kind of club we had. We had guys that had fun and and, and goofed around like that. But uh yeah, Pucks uh, you know, they brought in Lee Brennan in the in the tenth inning there and and uh we, you know, what the heck is going on here? What, what kind of move was this to, to have him face Puck right off the get go? And everybody kind of looked at each other in the dugout and said, "This is over." Uh, not that Puck was going to end up with a home run, but we knew Puck was going to hit it hard someplace like he always did, and and hopefully you could get him in. But uh, yeah, then you then you turn to Game Seven after Puck's heroics. Uh, you know, um, was a was a beautiful night, and of course you got to get your rest and get back into it. So. We had to try to throw all that out of the, our minds. Um, and the people, when they came in the building on in game seven, they were still reeling over Puck's home run and his, you know, all the, all the excitement. And we had to, uh, I remember TK telling us strictly, you know, hey, that's over with let's regroup and let's take, you know, the the, the day at hand now that's over with, we, we haven't gone any place yet. That's just a win. It wasn't a championship win. So, uh, yeah, just trying to get prepared for the game and, and uh, trying to come down from the, the huge high we had the night before and uh, playing the playing our uh, game seven, which to me, I I always tell people just watching Jack, I wish I could have had a lawn chair out there and sat in a lawn chair and watched it because it, to me, it was a masterpiece. Not only Jack, but uh, Schmaltz as well, uh, pitched a tremendous game. So uh, if you want to you want to look up pitching and and great pitching uh, for one game. Uh, I don't have to look any further than that game. I don't think.
0: No, and then obviously you know the the the, the moments you remember from that game. The you know uh, Pendleton hitting that ball into the gap at Lonnie Smith getting deked around second, so he only gets to third. Jack gets out of that inning, and then you know there's back and forth. You almost forget all the back and forth there was. Both teams had chances to score in the late innings, and you know you finally get that get that one across you get gladdened to, to second base to start the the, the bottom of the 10th you got to be feeling good at that point but again you'd had a lot of chances that, that you hadn't <laughs> been able to cash in yet at that point so you didn't know right
1: exactly that's kind of what the deal was is, is like i said we both had so many chances to win so many different games in, in different in different parts of the, the series uh again that one was uh Danny had a great leadoff, um, double, a, a good hustling double after breaking his bat in half on the pitch and, and, uh, you know, hustled it out to second base. And, and then, uh, you know, we were looking at the lineup trying to figure out, you know, I'm sure TK was sick. What are they going to do here? Who are they going to you know, pitch to and this and that? And, and I thought for sure that I was going to get pitched to because I was struggling, but, uh, they, uh, they decided to load the bases up and give Gino a shot, who at that time was hurting as well. He was walking around on a bum knee. Hmm. But, yeah, But uh, the odds were, I think, against us to win that ball game in, in the last inning because, like you said, everybody had chances to, to score some runs, and we could never push anything across on both sides.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, what's <laughs> – it's again remembering a feeling is not an easy thing i don't think but just the aftermath of, of that game what do you remember um about that when you when you win not just win a world series but win in such dramatic fashion
1: you know i i, I uh i had a buddy come down to the clubhouse and uh you know celebrate with us a little better came down and say hi after a few uh you know maybe a half hour 45 minutes of us and join uh the clubhouse and was just sitting there on the, on the floor in in the, uh, I don't know if you, were you ever in the, uh, the clubhouse down there at the Metrodome? Yeah, we were. Okay. the little workout room, the weight weight room there, that was right next to our huge weight room. That was about the size of my kitchen, I guess is all it
0: was. (laughs) But, uh, they've got a few more amenities uh, at target field now. A
1: few more exactly. But I remember I was sitting on the ground, uh, on the floor. And, uh, my buddy had, had came in, uh, one of the clubhouse kids had hollered at me. He said, Hey, your friend's outside. So I said, well, let him in. And so he came in and he looked at me and he said, are you drunk already? And I says, no, <laughs> I'm exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> and we all were. And, and I think we all looked at each other and said, Holy smokes. That took a lot out of us. I mean, yeah. I don't think I even had a lot of champagne or beer to drink that night because we were just, totally exhausted. And I think you could probably ask every one of the players on that team, just mentally mentally and physically, uh, mentally, you were exhausted physically, of course. Yeah. uh, You want to play that, you know, that's what you play for is to, to, to be in games like that. But man, you don't realize how much mentally it it takes out of you. Uh, And I think the fans were the same way. I think when it was over, they just kind of stood there with their mouths open and going, Holy smokes. And I think they, they, I'm sure they missed work the next few days too because of uh, just the the drain, the, the 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 stress on your head, and <laughs> and are we going to lose this thing or are we going to win it? So, um, yeah, the, it, it, I, I just remember it you know, as a. It took a while to come down from it, but uh, you really didn't realize how much you used up, and and uh, I'm glad I was young then when I did it because uh, being older, I don't think we could have made it very far.
0: No, I mean, it's. you're right. The, the, I'm sure the the exhaustion of it, even just watching it was exhausting and participating in it, right? The mental energy expended had to be, you know, it wasn't just the one game. It was the whole, you know, first you got the grind of a season, then you've got another playoff series, and then you've got these seven games that are, you know, by and large, you know, all of them pretty close. Maybe there's one in Atlanta that was a little more lopsided, but the rest of them right. were, by and large, they were pretty cl- A lot of them were close games anyway that, uh, you know, you needed to, have the, have that level of, of focus. And you, you might've heard, there was a Halloween blizzard um, not too long after that. You might've heard that about 1991. What do you <laughs> what do you remember about the celebration? And just, you know, after, after that, after, after you win, you know, not just that night, but, you know, the coming days, just realizing what, what you accomplished, you know, getting to get, getting to celebrate with fans, things like that. What do you remember from that?
1: Um, you know, just uh, yeah, I remember, I guess, I think I maybe remember 87 even though it was longer ago, because I know I remember people painting on their garage doors, go twins, their garbage cans out in the streets, I'd go twins on them. There was interviews with people that were at, that had worked in warehouses for 50 years of their life, older gentlemen. And I remember one guy saying, this is the happiest I've ever been at work because everybody's talking about the same thing and we're all happy and we're all excited, which made hmm. made me feel good that no that I was a part of making somebody happy. I think that was the sure. cool thing about it. In 91, I remember, you know, I guess we did it again. And, and, you know, all the questions was, is this as cool as 87, blah, blah, blah. I said, it was awesome. <laughs> I don't care which way you look at it. If you have two kids, which one you like better? Uh, <laughs> I like them both. Uh, but, but I remember 91 a lot because of us going to the white house. And we came back that night from the white house on uh, 91 and we, we, I actually always would have a big uh, Halloween party here at my house, okay, and have all the kids. I'd have up to 500 kids come to the house. Oh wow! And I remember we pulled back in the driveway, and there was nothing but a bunch of uh, footprints up and down my driveway because we hadn't got home yet, and it was snowing. But the kids were still showing up at Halloween that night, so that was uh, we, we got it go. We we had no candy before the big stuff hit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's, that's good that's good a La- couple more things for you Kent really enjoying this conversation about 1991 the twins special season no doubt um, you know it, it probably becomes you know when you win two it cements a certain legacy for the players who you know who did it I mean winning one does that but winning two probably you know brings a certain extra extra level to that um, have you felt that over the years you know when you, when you win two, do you you know, do you have that kind of sense of wow we you know we we weren't just it wasn't just a one-hit wonder we we did this we did this thing twice in a five-year span and that was you know an accomplishment uh even beyond just uh you know you know finding a finding a good run one year
1: right i think that's uh i think that's all a a, a professional athlete can can uh can ask for um is definitely winning one hopefully i mean that's what you you go to spring training that's what you play the game for us to, to reach the pinnacle. And, um, you know, being lucky enough to be a part of both teams was, uh, uh it's something I, I hang my hat on. I'm very proud of. Um, and I guess even more so here in Minnesota, where we haven't, an, uh, any uh, other of our, 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 male teams, the Vikings or the Timberwolves or the hockey team, the, the wild have not, uh, have not won a championship. So I'm ready to party with those guys when they, uh, when they won a championship, i cheer them on as hard as I was cheering the twins on. So, um, yeah, you, you, you hang your head on it. You, you, I'm happy about it. Uh, and then again, to the look at 1992, the year after 91, we had a better record and I thought just a good, a team and, and, the, you know, the, the A's beat us out then, but, uh, uh, we had a pretty good run going there. And, and like I said, it was, uh, uh, I was proud to be a part of that team, and proud to be the, a part of the Twins organization, and still am to this day.
0: Kent, great stuff. Appreciate you joining Daily Delivery today to uh, help uh, help rekindle some great memories for Minnesota sports fans, and you know, just an amazing 1991 World Series. Enjoy the uh, enjoy the rest of the summer, and we'll uh, we'll catch up again down the road. Okay. All right. We'll see you
1: at the ballpark. Thanks, Michael. Take care.
0: You guys probably already know this about me because I, I mentioned it on the uh, in the interview with Ken Herbeck, but I was a huge Atlanta fan. That World Series probably remains one of my most devastating sport memories of all time, but I'm glad for all of you that it is such a happy memory. We will continue on with the theme of amazing events in the Twin Cities 30 years ago. Super Bowl coming up next uh, next episode on Thursday. Thanks for listening today. We'll catch you again on Thursday.